Hey, babe. Hello, all, and welcome to the Affluent Marriage Pod. You're listening to one financial coach and one educator talk about living a rich and full marriage through generational wealth building principles, authentic two-way communication, and everything in between to become a couple that lives in love and walks in wealth. Your legacy begins here. Let's do this. It felt good to say that. You know, I know the people don't know this, but we haven't recorded in over a week now. We took a week off because last week was incredibly crazy. Since we talk about money and like money management all the time, can we just say that the same process that we talk about goes into business, goes into things like, I mean, meal planning, like you could literally have the same process with what we're doing anywhere, right? So we have been doing these episodes and unknowingly to us, we, we didn't realize how much we can talk about these topics. Oh, I knew. I didn't know. I, I knew. And that's goal, why I created this podcast and gave you this platform, girl. You're adorable. You've got stuff to say. And I know Thank that you. I can get you going because that's what I do. <laughs> there was not a double meaning to that. There was just, I could get you going budget wise. Yes. Well, so we thought that we could probably make 30 minute episodes. That is false. We, on e- on one sitting, can go at least to an hour, an hour and a half sometimes. Oh, it's adorable. When we first uh, planned out how this, this would even look, we thought it would be like good for a lunch break. And yeah. it'd be like 25 minutes, half an hour. we just have these quick talks. Yeah, no. Girl, our introductions are half hour. Yeah, we, it's true. Our last one that we talked about, how to budget with your spouse, you know, with your partner. Grand fam. That was an hour and a four hour 40 minutes yeah. and we we had to split it into two parts which is what we found it works best it works best so as a result of doing that right all of that work doing an hour and 40 minutes talking about something we are splitting it up into several different parts meaning that we are weeks ahead of well here's what i know what we need to do in education when they talk about the attention span of a child do you remember how they calculate how long a child's attention span is no it's their age, right? So right, if you're working right. with five-year-olds, their attention span is about a solid five minutes, and then you need to like do some movement, you do some to, motions, you, you know, shake be, it out, do uh-huh. something. So even a ten-year-old in fifth grade, they got like you've got ten minutes to talk to them and really give them something to chew on, right. and then you got to go send them to do some work. If you sit there and try to talk their ear off for longer than ten minutes, you're going to lose them. So that's why we try to keep these episodes around. You know, they're about forty minutes, I'd say, anywhere so from forty to fifty 40. minutes. So, yeah, hey, if we're talking to some 40-year-olds, your attention span, they're like, dude, I'm 40, but my attention span is like 10 seconds. I mean, and that's can, fair. It's totally right? like, you know. Maybe I there's a regression like after you hit like 30 maybe. or something. I feel like 30 to 40 minutes is a very good amount of time. Like that's that's a TV show, guys. Oh, I see it in church. You, if those if those speakers talk longer than 30 minutes, it's, it's people done. start falling asleep. Yeah, but I mean like 30 minutes, you. that's a TV episode, right? And we're really entertaining. <laughs> okay. Anyway, all that to say... We are weeks ahead and I feel like that feels, it feels really good to like be able to take weeks off in the midst of all of this because life gets really crazy. Our daughter's about to graduate. Stop. And I know I'm Stop. not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> You're going to start our podcast off like that. I mean, don't cry, don't cry, don't, don't cry, cry, don't cry. Um, but she's graduating kindergarten. And so all of these, like, like tomorrow we're going to the beach cry, with our class. Cry, like there's all this like family stuff going on. And so like we're able to take weeks off, days off and all that stuff. And it doesn't feel like a, and I'm going to say this very like a quote unquote chore to be like, man, we have to record or we're going to be behind. And that's such a luxury because when we do this, we're really in it. And I feel like that's a, 
That's a flex. Mm. That's a millionaire flex. I love that. So in the same way we're doing this with this, right? We are definitely applying the same principles, which is what we're teaching in reference to how we manage our money and how we manage our time and how we manage our businesses. It's the same method of like, okay, we're going to do the work in the time that we have so that we have plenty of content, plenty of space to be able to have weeks or months where we're not feeling it and it's okay. It doesn't hurt. It That's doesn't. how you should build your life to be able to have the freedom to ebb and flow. So we talked a little bit about, and I can't remember if it was in the live we just did, or maybe it was in this episode, but we talked a little bit about some of the content that we've just released. So uh-huh. you just heard about budgeting with your partner if you're a part of the Millionaire Blueprint. Graham fam. That comes out every Thursday. So if you're in Graham fam, you are getting the Millionaire Blueprint. I just want you to know. That episode was incredible. We did a mock conversation, a very real conversation, because it actually happened 10 years ago, but we went through our budgets, decade-old budget. We went through it line by line, told you our categories, told you our expenses, told you our income. We broke it down. Broke it. And then talked about step-by-step how you can have that same conversation with your partner. Mm-hmm. Incredible episode, right? So good. We all, So good. Episode 25 was all about starting. Seriously? I'm sorry. Look, I this is like our fourth take because I've been f- extra spicy he has tonight. Been so spicy. So I apologize in advance. Episode in advance. 25, which was our freebie, was how to start. It was the, the wrap up to how to start your own biz. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which was phenomenal because we know the number one way to build wealth is through your own business. A business, right? yes, of some sort, right? Yes, start a business, friend. Hey, so before we get going, let's just kind of, you kind of talked about this a little bit, but where are we at with our 2023 glow up? Because a part of- Glow up. This is our glow up year, right? So we've been married for almost 12 years, right? We had our, can I get- scientific on you sure all right you ready for this okay we had our years as a caterpillar oh geez and we we went around chewing all those leaves you know doing the work right some asmr for you yeah that was not great in my ears you didn't like that no i don't know if i like that i I cringed a little bit and then stop please (laughs) and we're gonna have to cut this and then and then we had our years in the chrysalis right well, if you keep talking about this, I'm going to make ASMR But noises. now there's no sounds in the chrysalis, Kim. It's just like slumber. I could make. But we've been on our grind. We've been working. All right. And now it's, it's this is our year. 2023 is our year. It this is, is our, our glow up year. It we are coming out of the chrysalis. We are spreading our wings. We're a beautiful butterfly this year. Right. We've got a lot going on this year. And we wanted to talk to people about it and, it, and just share how they can make their dreams reality like our dreams are this year, right? Mm -hmm. We're already living in a lot of dreams, but like this year in particular, we have a lot going on. So can we kind of talk about where we're at right now in the 2023 glow-up process? Dude, the 2023 glow-up process is underway. And it's almost June, which kind of boggles my mind because it feels like we've done so much. And by the time they listen to this, it will be June. It will be. We've done so much in such a small amount of time. It's half the year and we've renovated a bathroom completely it's all done we're just finishing all the furnishings with it right now we're just kind of i don't know taking our time with that part like i don't know we just haven't really been like ah daniel has been painting all of the trim all of the the walls walls. we're taking pictures down um as we go through it like it's very 
little by little. So slowly the space is feeling more sterile. Um, <laughs> but that's a good thing because that means that it's like ready to start being rented out, which is great. And um, photographed. And photographed and getting our first tenant in here. Um, we are in the process of, it's in June, we're going to go get our van. That was our, our first like big, huge goal. I'm so ready. So ready. Me too. And we, I mean, we went ahead and put deposits down on our secret vacation that we're not going to say very because, because our fourth or eighth, because our girls are still awake. Um, but yeah, like that's happening. And if you want to know more about that, just go back a couple episodes. I think we talk about it there. Um, we absolutely I mean, there's do. so many things that we've already done and it's only May. Um, and it's, it's kind of intense. We just bought our daughter a bike. I don't know if that's really something. No, I mean, we had birthdays and it stuff was like cool that. Because it was kind of out of the blue. Like we had no intention of doing that. No. But when we saw Peyton riding her bike and it was just right for her and we saw Sophia's bike was something that she'd probably grow into in the next big. year. We were like, you know what? Bike. We want her something that's just the right size for her too. So we just pulled the trigger on that. And we, we were able to it. do that. And it's so nice to just be able to say, yeah, to be like, I want to buy a bike. Done. It was in the kid's budget. They have Let's a budget. Go. So all of the stuff that we're doing is, I mean, we got through taxes like that. Oh yeah, girl, you finished your, those, that was big for you Ooh. and your business and you did your quarterlies. Dude, and IRS is still coming after me. We did From a stupid thing in 2018. Um, we tried to do taxes on get our own. Get yourself a CPA, okay? Don't, don't, don't belabor that. If you're a business owner, get yourself a professional in your taxes, especially if you have a very, very unique situation where you're a business owner or you have other streams of income, you need a professional on your side. It is worth the dollars to get someone to look at it, a professional, because it's one piece of document that I was missing trying to do it myself caused havoc three years later because I missed one thing. And over the three years and interest, uh, we owed like almost 17 grand. Um, in one year. And so we paid it all. And we paid it all in cash. In that year. But my God, they're still sending me emails. They're still sending me like pieces of letters and that are like, hey, we still have an additional 1500 we need from you. So my, my bookkeeper is on it because I have a team for that now. But all that to say, we can handle all those things. Like, So if you are going. listening and this is maybe one of your first episodes that you've tuned into, Hi, you welcome. need to understand that there is... 12 years of maritable experience between the two of us yep. where we have worked through problems, communication. We know how to communicate and we can yep. bring that to you and your relationship. That is our and one thing we know for sure better than anything else is money. We We've been doing this for so long. So if you need assistance, if you need help with your money, with your communication and your relationship, you found the right podcast. You are in the right place. You found, I'm so you struck happy gold, my here. friend. You, you have struck, struck gold. gold. Please don't keep us a secret. Share it with your friends because this is something that is not talked about. And it's just absolutely, whew, there's so many stories I could say. There are, it's just, don't don't keep us a secret. Well, hey, I'm we're going to tell some stories tonight. We are yes, going to kick are. off tonight's episode with a quote from our good friend, T. Harv Ecker, T. Secrets of Harv the Millionaire Ecker. Mind. If we talked about this in the live. If you read this book, please go to Amazon right now and purchase either the audiobook or the actual book. It is phenomenal. You ready for this quote? Yes. Here we go. If your goal is to be comfortable, mm. chances are mm -hmm. you'll never get rich. Mm -mm. But if your goal is to be rich, mm. chances are you'll end up mighty comfortable. Ooh, that's a good one. 
It's kind of like that um, quote, reach for the moon, even if you miss, you land among the stars. Take if you're reaching for the star, you can see it. You can see the, almost like the more you know, like that that star with the rainbow on it. <laughs> but literally that thing, I would start a book, a reading rainbow. Don't get me started because now I want to sing the rest of the song. Okay, but it is that same type of thing. If you reach for the stars, I mean, yeah, whatever. But if you're reaching for the moon, you're still gonna you're still gonna be in a great spot. Set it's the, the bar same high, right? thing. Set the bar high. Go for the rich, rich experience. Go for the rich goal. Um, understand we didn't say go for the rich. And if you, your first inkling was I can spend whatever I want back up that's not what being rich or wealthy right is. that sounds more broke move, than rich yes move to the other thing right um understand what rich actually means and when, when we say it we mean understanding your finances being aware of your finances making good financial decisions x y and z okay if you're able to do those things you have no choice but to be comfortable so t harv ecker is a renowned author and motivational speaker he's known for his teachings on wealth creation and personal development so here's what kind of his philosophy and what he emphasizes, right? He emphasizes the importance of stepping out of one's comfort zone to achieve success and personal growth. He believes that comfort can be a hindrance mm. to the progress because it tends to foster complacency and prevent individuals from taking risks or pursuing their full potential. So true. Can you think about, like this is literally the state of America, right? People believe in being comfortable being comfortable is having a nine to five that you hate because everyone else has a nine to five that they hate that they hate or they kind of love. But they're like, yeah, I wish I could do, you know, underwater basket weaving or whatever, something that seems outlandish that is truly their passion. And they go, but I'll never be able to do that. Like, that's just something that it's just a pipe dream. I'll never be able to do that. This is just where I'm going to have to be for right now. And that person decides that they're going to live that very, quote unquote, comfortable life going through the ebbs and flows of being in debt, out of debt, barely making it, making it, going on a couple trips here and there, but never truly living out their fullest potential. It's been dormant, it's been it's been encased, it's been stuffed, suffocated where they're like it's not something you can ever achieve. That's not for you. That is literally the state of thousands and millions of people in America today. And I would even to say, go as far to say billions of people on the planet, like what you just described sounds so normal. Mm -hmm. Eckert's teachings, he says people tend to settle mm -hmm. into comfortable routines and familiar situations, which can lead to our topic tonight, stagnation. Stagnation. Right, staying in your comfort zone, individuals can miss out on opportunities for growth, mm -hmm. opportunities to learn, opportunities for financial success mm -hmm. by staying in that comfort zone, right? Ecker would say, you need to challenge yourself. You need to take calculated risks. You need to embrace discomfort as a means of expanding your capabilities to achieve greater levels of success. You know what this makes me think of just by reading that part? It Tell reminds me, me it. of our daughters. Our right, daughters right. are very different. One is very much like let's run and just go for it. And the other one is very, takes calculated risks. Calculated. Calculated risks. We've been taking them to swims, swim classes for the last, I don't know, four weeks. Every and, Saturday morning. Um, my youngest um, isn't in the class, but she has been watching. She loves being in the water. So we were like, okay, well, there's an open lane and they're okay if you're in there while your kid is in the, the their whatever class. So we'll do that. 
Um, and Peyton has been like, let's do this. Like she has been jumping in and whatever. And she's totally okay with taking those risks. She's encouraging herself. She's like pushing herself out there. And I love watching her kind of push herself in her own boundary. It's very intrinsic for her. My daughter, Sophia, is a lot more calculated. And it's not that she's not reaching her full potential. And it's not even that she's comfortable. She could kind of say, no, I'm totally fine just never getting in the water and being completely afraid and not putting herself out there, right? And we encourage our kids as parents to be like, you should try. This is an experience everyone should have learning how to swim in a pool or whatever, right? But what she has done and that I really love about watching her learn is that every single class, she takes it one step further and she is taking that calculated risk and expanding her capabilities and achieving her idea of success, right? She's not striving for comfortable where she's like, I'm just gonna stay here and I'm never gonna move. She's continuously pushing herself forward. And like this past week, she finally put her head under the water. And, and that you was put it six on Instagram. years in the making. And that was six years in the making, right? Like for her to do that. And I could not be more proud that she, every single class, she pushed herself just a little bit further every single time. And if that's something that we would encourage and want out of our children, why in the world that as we get as we grow up, we tend to think that there's a ceiling to that? Like, oh, that's it then. I, that's all we need to do. Like, there's no other way for me to grow or you know achieve a different level of success. This is the ceiling. Right. This we is just it. say this is my life. This is the job that I have. It's the job I chose when this I was eighteen. I, I went for this career path, and this is it. Yep. This is what I'm gonna do for the rest of my life until I retire. That's it. These are the meals that we cook every week. We kick cook the same seven to 10 meals every night. It's what goes on our meal plan. And then, and then every once in a while, you get a moment where you get really annoyed with where your certain situation is. And you're just like, ah, you buy all the things and you do something really out of character. And you're just like, YOLO, because you're having that moment of like burst. And then you come back and you're like, oh, crap. Now I have to stay at my job a little bit longer. Now I have to go to work. I can't afford to take another day. I can't afford to do this because I already took that time off to go on this trip and now I have to, like, it's a cycle, guys. Wouldn't it be beautiful if we could just avoid all that? It would be beautiful. So let's talk about how we can avoid it. So let's talk about avoiding stagnation, mm. right? Because that's what Ecker's teaching, right? He wants you to be uncomfortable so that you continue to push and challenge yourself, mm -hmm. right? So that's what we want you to also do. We want you to avoid stagnation. So- Hey, this is Kim Graham from the Affluent Marriage Podcast. We hope you're enjoying what you're listening to so far. But if you're thinking to yourself, man, I wish I knew more about what's going on in Kim and Dan's world. I want to ask some specific questions and be able to get extra resources. Well, you might want to think about joining the Graham fam. Now, I know I love exclusive content and I love having more of Kim in my life. And if that's something you're interested in, you can be a subscriber and you can get exclusive episodes that no one else is going to hear that's going to help you build generational wealth and have more authentic two-way communication. Links are down in the show description. You'll be able to click and see more information about GramFam, and we hope to see you behind the scenes. Have a great one, and let's get back to the show. Avoiding stagnation while pursuing financial growth requires a proactive Ooh, approach. Notice not reactive approach. Proactive. Proactive right? approach. And a willingness, you gotta be willing, to continuously learn and adapt. So let's talk about some strategies. We have eight different strategies tonight. Get your notebooks out, friends. Hey, eight different strategies tonight that is going to help you avoid stagnation or help you to push through it. Okay. 
because there's been times even in our marriage where I feel like we've been stagnant. Oh, for and sure. And we're going to break we're gonna it down. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about our experiences with stagnation. We're going to help you overcome yours or avoid potential yeah. pitfalls. Yep. All Absolutely. right. Okay. Number one, the number one way, and this might be the best way to avoid stagnation is to set clear goals. Mm. Clearly define your financial goals and objectives. Having specific targets in mind mm-hmm. will provide you with a sense of direction and purpose and will motivate you to take action. Mm-hmm. Which leads to discipline. This is literally, I know <laughs> I heard that. This is literally the first step of any budget meeting that we talk about, right? Yeah. What do we tell people to do? Dream. Why? You have to dream. You have to think with the end in mind. If you're looking at money and you're kind of thinking, but for what? Then you've, you've lost all spark that's going to keep you going. Um, you're never going to be able to get to that next level. In fact, what a lot of people do is they'll do one of two things. They will look at all their finances and they'll put it all in front of them. They get super overwhelmed and then they close that box and go, never mind. I don't want to look at it again. It makes, it, guess what? That life is just not for me. It's not going to happen. That's the thing that keeps us being stagnant because we forget or we don't want to push further and get uncomfortable. What As soon as we feel a little bit of uncomfortability, that's discomfort. not a word, discomfort, thank you. We go, never mind, never mind, never mind. And we stop dreaming, right? But if we set a dream, we set a goal and we go, this is what I want to do. Then looking at the finances is a little bit less, it's still discomfort. It's still going to be uncomfortable, friends. Okay. Like get it out of your mind right now. In order for me to get to this goal that I truly desire, I have to endure what's happening right here in front of me. It's the same thing with like weight loss. In order for me to get to that goal, whatever it happens to be, fitting in that jeans, I have to step on the scale to know where I currently am. That's just how it is. I have to go through that run and it has to be uncomfortable. Like that's, being uncomfortable is not a bad thing. That is really what we're trying to be able to kind of bring, bring in full circle for you. It's not a bad thing. It's a way that we grow. It's how we continually get better. So you have to dream. You have to have a goal in mind and know what steps you need to take in order to get there. For me, it's important to set the goals to avoid stagnation because the dreaming is exciting, right? It's so fun. Budgeting without a goal, I don't care who you are. I don't care what you say. Mm-mm. Nobody budgeting wants to budget Budgeting is not sexy. It's not sexy. It's not. Mm-mm. How many times have I been like, babe, let's budget, and that led... <laughs> to the bedroom. Never. <laughs> Not Never. once has that ever worked for me, all right? And I've done some things and they don't work out, right? Yeah. Budgeting is not cute, it's not sexy, but it is necessary. It's so necessary. It is necessary. In fact, But my, do you want to say something? Well, that's, I'm, I was just gonna say, that's the thing that keeps me, the dreaming, right? You're going to go, I'll say what I'm gonna say afterwards. Go, 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 say what you're gonna say, finish it. Say what you need to say. So <laughs> my point is this, as I try to bring it back into my head because you just like... I'm sorry. It's I okay. I got really excited. It's all right. It's such a good topic. Thank you. Ooh, oh, I love it all so right. much. Okay. So here's the point. Setting goals are necessary because dreams bring the excitement. Budgets in their selves on their own are not sexy. They're not cute. They're boring, right? So, so a budget without dreams, like it's going to be very hard to accomplish anything, to continue to be disciplined or to be motivated right to continue with that budget because you're not working towards anything like you got to know where you're dry you got to know where you're going yeah 
right? Because without a destination in mind, right. what are you even doing? Think about that GPS, right? If you don't have a if you don't have a destination and goal in mind, your GPS has no idea how to work. It's just going to be like you're going straight. I don't know what to do. You're driving I don't know in what circles. You. You're not going anywhere. I have no idea. Is this what you want to do? Like, I can't help you. Right. But like, that's the thing that makes looking at the numbers exciting to me because I am not the person, which is why f- being, being a profit coach, being a millionaire coach, being a person who helps people with their finances is furthest from my mind. If you were to tell me six years ago that that's what I would be doing, I would have laughed in your face because I don't like numbers. I don't like math. I don't like talking strategy. It's like, I don't like it. But what I do like is reaching dreams. That's truly what it is at the core that I want to do. I want to see your dreams come true. I want to see my dreams come true. And if I know that this is the thing I have to do in order to make my dreams come true, heck yeah, let me look at those numbers. All of a sudden, they have life to me because the more that comes into that account, the more goes into my investments, the quicker I get to these goals. And then it becomes something of purpose. And that's why you have to... You have to snap into that dream and make it so vivid and clear to you. Put it on a board, put it on a vision board, put it somewhere where you can see it, put it somewhere where it's re- you have a reminder every single day of why you're going to work, why you're looking at your numbers, like, and, and celebrate that every single step of the way. Your goals have to be clear, right? It can't just be like, hey, my goal is to be rich. No. That's, That's not... Lame. That's not clearly defined. It's not realistic. It's subjective. Like what is rich to you? What is rich to someone else? Like I need clearly defined goals. Like what is it you're exactly after? Put it to paper. Make sure it's realistic. Make sure it's attainable and achievable. Okay. And put numbers with it. Put numbers with it. Right. So make sure it's like attainable and achievable. Put numbers with it. Yeah. Okay. So some goals that we've had in the past, and I'm just going to talk about, you know, the last couple of years, 2021, 2022, we have... I looked back at our year in review. So at the end of every year, we do a year in review. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that later. But we basically go back through the year and just look at the progress that we made. We look at our numbers, our expenses, our income. We total it all up. We find out how much we made throughout the year, how much we spent throughout the year in it's different a good categories. Time, it's a big nerd session. It is. Um, is that sexy? Does that do it for you? I think the way we do it is really fun. We go to I, like I a restaurant. I wouldn't or even call it sexy. It. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> budgets <laughs> but aren't yeah. sexy, y'all. Yeah, Look, it's fellas, so ladies. Sexy. If that's like, if you're trying mm, to like, yeah. it's not. Now nah, I'm just gonna say it's not gonna happen. If that's your way of like, you know, trying to get down, it's just Ooh, it's not it. It's not gonna work. But for you. I think the way again, the way we treat it is what makes it so much fun, right? We make a really awesome meal, or we go to a really fancy restaurant, or we. Um, you know, we, we go on a date, we make, I don't know, we, we buy something for ourselves. We are planning our trips. Like, I mean, we make it so much fun and approachable and enjoyable that talking about the numbers, imagine talking to your spouse and saying, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that we did this, 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 and this, this year. That was such an awesome year. Do you remember when this happened? Do you remember what What do you want to do next year? I want to do this, this. Like, it's all a positive month. Like, it's just a fun Right, session. so you're describing the experiences that come with the budget. Yes. And that those experiences again, are emotional. Again. Those are great. Yes. The budget is just numbers. The budget is just a vehicle. But the dreaming, the making the dreams come true and seeing them come to fruition and checking off the list and saying, I did it, we did it, we did it. That is the, that's the high that I go after. So let me talk about these goals that we've had, right? 
some of the, the goals that we set in 2021 and 2022, all right, one of them was we wanted to go to Disney World in late January, early February with friends. Without our kids. Without our children. Kids are not allowed. No. Kids have not been on a trip with us kids yet. Kids, sans kids. But we made this a goal. We found out, we talked to our, what's our trip advisor? What do you call that? Our travel agent? Our travel, our travel agent. agent. I'm going to shout her out, Sandy out, Klein. Hey, yo. And she hooked us up and broke it down for us and told us the exact number that we needed to save up to go on this trip. Mm-hmm. And we put that number to paper and we yep. started saving and we made that happen, yep. right? That was one of our clear goals that we set. We knew exactly what we needed to get, what mm-hmm. we needed to do. We made it happen. Another goal that we had for ourselves was we wanted you to have more time mm-hmm. for your business. Yeah. Do you remember what we did? We put our daughter in daycare. We put our youngest in daycare. Our oldest was already in preschool at the moment. She right. was at pre-K And we did four. part-time, part-time daycare because we, we just part-time. felt like you needed a few days, yeah, a little bit more time to focus on the day-to-day stuff with your business. Mm-hmm. And we made that happen. We made right? that happen. So yep. we researched different daycares. We found one that was part-time that was a good price and we went with it. Yep. And, and we made that happen. We made that happen. And that was all through my business, which was great. And that was a really big like goal for me to be like, I want my business, if my business... If I need something for my business to grow, it needs to come from my business. One of my biggest, like, you could call it a scruple, which is like a, a boundary or something that you're like, Just a for rule me that you have personally, for this, is a, is, this is a boundary for me. For me, a boundary is that my business finances are my business finances. If I need it for my business, my business takes care of it. It should not mix with Graham House, which is what we call our house funds, or the Graham Trust is what we call it too. Um it should not interfere with that. And so I was able to say, well, I need a little bit more time. Like I know my, it's, it seems so weird. My entire goal of being an, a business owner was that I had more time with my kids. And here I am saying, I think I want my daughter to go to daycare. But if you know my daughter, my youngest, you know that she is an active little one. And having her go to daycare has actually been beautiful for her. And she needed that. She needed a space where she could be running around with other kids her age. She needed that interaction. She needed that structure. Well, especially coming out of the pandemic, right? That's true too. She needed to, yes, she needed to get needed sick to and get those germs. <laughs> those germs, like she needed Absolutely. that. Absolutely, all of that. So it was good. And I said, okay, I can do part-time. And Mondays and Fridays were completely for her and me. And I loved it. Um, but my business was also growing too, which is not a bad thing. And I thought it was a really great, like, middle ground. So anyway, that was one of our goals that we did. Yes, absolutely. And uh, one more goal that I wanted to mention was we wanted to in 2021, we actually started trying to save up mm-hmm. for a vehicle, Correct. specifically a minivan. Correct. Was that goal attained? No, it was, it was not. not. So not every goal that we set is attained. Mm-hmm. Now, was that goal realistic? I'd say yes. Yeah, it was a realistic goal. But I also think and if you go back to previous episodes, you'll hear us talk about this you'll know that 2021 was not a great year for me business-wise, mindset-wise. It was great. Well, 2022 last year was not a good year for you. Oh, it was 2022. Right. So 21, wait, we're talking about 21? Yeah, 21 and 22. 22. It's both. Yeah. So- Because that's part of the equation, but you can talk to that. So my business was doing well. I'm not going to say that. It wasn't doing well. It was doing well. I had a mindset block that stopped me from making a lot of the decisions that I needed to make to grow my business. So when we made these goals in 21 going into 22, we were forecasting that my business would be like, boom, it was going to blow up. I was going to make this, you know, I knew I was going to make this. Well, at that point, I didn't know I was going to make this investment, but my business was doing really well. 
And we were like, it's going to get exponentially better. And there's no way, like we're totally going to be able to do all these things. But then when life occurred and it did not pan out that way, we knew that there was going to be a shift in the priorities, a shift in the dreams. It wasn't that we had to say no to them. It was that we had to say, not right now. The beautiful thing about understanding where your money is going and managing your money and be having dreams and all that stuff is that you never really are saying no to yourself. You're just saying, not right now. Priorities have to come, they will shift and ebb and flow, but eventually that that dream that you want will come to fruition. So part of it was your business. The other part of it was 2022 was just a different year for us. We had a lot of things. Life just happened in 2022, right? Mm -hmm. We had a lot of expenses that were unforeseen. Now we have an emergency fund, but if we could cover it with our month to month with our income, then we we would would do that. Yeah. So that was just our personal choice. So we had multiple issues with our car. The differential went out. We had alternator. We had tires that had to be replaced. We had so many things that happened with the vehicle. It just felt like it happened every month. month. And we decided to just pay that out of pocket Mm-hmm. If we had the means to, sometimes we did tap into the emergency fund, like with a differential, mm-hmm. all right? Because that was almost like two, three thousand dollars to mm-hmm. get replaced, and then it took time to re- to replenish that two to three thousand, right? So there's the just, drum. I'm I'm not done. Oh, there what there was, yeah. There the was drum a lot. on the dryer snapped. Uh, mm-hmm. The belt around the drum snapped twice. Yep. The first time, uh, we actually hired someone to come out and replace it for like a couple of hundred bucks. And Kim watched it happen and she said, babe, we could have done that. It took him like five minutes. And the second time we did it on our own. It was not fun. We had our refrigerator. Yep. Right. The uh, cooler started to break. The coolant. Yep. The coolant. So we had to get that replaced. And then Uh, the the electricity. Electricity. Yep. Some of the, uh, you know, the outlets weren't working. So we came and had someone come out and fix the outlets and fix the, the board, the electrical board and fix some lights. So we had a lot going on that year. But. You know, that's kind of like a little pity party, right? That's that's why we didn't accomplish that goal. But there were some other exciting things too yeah. that happened that year. We actually decided to double a lot of our allocations. True. So we doubled how much we put towards our clothing. We doubled how much we put towards vacation, towards entertainment. We doubled a lot of that. We also saved up money to put both of our girls into private school. Mm-hmm. So their tuition. And we decided that we were going to allocate money towards daycare. Yep. So a lot of that was just additional expenses, which kept us from the minivan but a lot of that is exciting mm-hmm. not this not the real like the the murphy stuff you know yeah that's gonna that happen that came for us Any, but. anything can, anything can and will go wrong <laughs> that that's that's kind of what was happening last year but again we continue to learn and we continue to recalibrate and prioritize like our goals okay there is something that happened here we needed to make a shift what's our next move um and not not being upset with ourselves and saying oh well we didn't meet this goal so then we failed like no okay you're right like we didn't do as much as we said but we know why we didn't do that much towards this particular goal we'll give it a better shot in the next you know year or you know whatever like this can now be next year's goal um right there's a growth mindset there right yeah you could throw a pity party and say oh man the the minivan didn't happen and don't get me wrong we got it was it was a bummer but or you could say the minivan didn't happen yet right right the power of yet so the minivan is happening next month yes in a matter of weeks the minivan will be here it will be here man we'll be driving it it's happening like we're gonna find the perfect vehicle and it's gonna be ours within a month i'm so excited man i'm gonna be the sexiest like van mom like ever you were sexy (laughs) enough to fill it 
So he was so excited to use that, weren't you? I really was. You were like, wait, wait, wait. wait I have wait, a joke. Minivan. I have a joke she's, for this. Hot. Okay, I'm ready. All right. But dude, I'm so Downloading. excited, man. I'm going to be riding. So is there like, yes. I'm so so I think we've, we've hammered on this quite a bit here about setting Set clear, clear goals. goals. If you don't understand why that's important, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's at this literally, point. <laughs> it's going to keep you motivated. It's going to keep you going mm-hmm. to avoid that stagnation, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have goals, then you are going to become stagnant. You're just going to be doing the same thing over and over and over and over. Yep. All right. So speaking to your stagnation last year, one of our second tips to avoid stagnation is to continuously Continuous be learning. learning. You need to commit yourself to ongoing learning and personal development. You got to stay updated on industry industry trends financial strategies and investment opportunities read books read books read books attend seminars take courses engage in conversations with experts in the field to expand your knowledge and your skills please understand that investment opportunities does not mean scams does not mean mlms does not mean any of those types of things now now don't get me wrong. There's amazing, reputable companies, reputable opportunities that are out there, but do your research, okay? Like anything that you decide to touch will take work and effort and understanding and research on your part. There is nothing that is a get rich quick, okay? There is nothing out there that's gonna be like that. So I guess the question I have to ask is, is stagnation inevitable? Is it inevitable? I, you can be the judge of the truth behind that statement, what you know, but I know that it's happened to us. Oh yeah, right. Maybe there's ways to completely avoid stagnation throughout your entire life, but it happened to us. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it can happen to anybody. So right. is it inevitable? I don't. I'm not sure the answer to that. Yeah. But I would say, well, I would just tell you that it it's happened to us, right? We got comfortable shortly after paying off our student loans, mm-hmm. and maybe that was just fatigue because we went so hard to pay off those $76,000 in two and a half years that we were burnt out. But we definitely experienced some stagnation shortly after that. Yes. Well, you know, it's funny because that's, I got it. We got a puppy. I don't know if we've talked about that right after we got out of debt and we were, I think we weren't, we weren't even like filling up our emergency fund yet. Like we literally had 500 and something dollars. Here's here's how it went. Emptied everything to pay off. We had about 10 grand in our emergency fund and then we got to a point where there was about $9,000 left in the student loans. Oh, yeah. And we decided, you know Just what? empty it out. Like, we don't have any debts. We don't have any other than this $9,000. So let's empty out the emergency fund. We threw it at the student loans. And then our mindset was we will quickly build back this emergency fund. That would be our number one priority. So we had barely $1,000 to our name. Uh-huh. And we hadn't gotten paid yet. I remember it was right. Like, we were like, oh, we get paid next week. It'll be fine. Like, we'll be okay between now and next week it'll it'll be fine and and then i saw a puppy that i really liked and at the time we had been like going it was to, our date it was our every we every would time go we went to like a pet store and like pet little puppies and i'm like dreaming about the puppy that i want i was driving myself in cr- like crazy looking up puppy videos like it was insane you had puppy fever i had puppy fever like crazy and i was so excited to just like have something that I could like take care of. And so I kept looking at these little puppies. (laughs) That wasn't a kid. We had been looking at these little puppies and I found one that was in Pittsburgh and I was, that's like 
four hours away from us. It was a bit of a drive. It was a bit of a drive. And I was like, this cute little puppy, and it's only $300 or something like that. I have no idea. It was 600 It was 600 mm-hmm. And he was like, him. Like, we don't have this much. And I was like, but there's only two left. Like, I, I literally was having a little hissy fit. And... I was being a little bit of a brat if I think about it now. And like all ventures in life, I just let it happen, right? I was like, fine, let's do this. So we packed up the car. We we drove oh, over there. Oh my gosh. We got there and we looked at those puppies that were left and tell them what we it saw. It didn't even look like the puppy on the photo. I think that puppy was gone. That Well, I don't know, but the puppy they had on the photo. There and were the two rats. <laughs> there were two rats chilling in this like little the like. The puppy that I saw like, was not the puppy. Playpen from the picture that i had on my phone and i was like what wiry looking little rats and i was like we drove all this way i am getting a puppy <laughs> so we picked up so we the picked least up ugly of the two rats the rat. <laughs> and we like paid six hundred dollars for it <laughs> and we packed that sucker up and and we drove home and i drove home and we named him teddy graham <laughs> the name was adorable he was my baby, okay? And he, you treated him as such. I treated him as such. And what do they call it? You detriment. went through Starbucks and you'd get the what I would for him? get the puppy cream, the puppy the puppy dessert for puppy him. Chow. Puppy chow. It was like a puppy treat. I don't know. And it, he it was would, just whipped cream. It was just whipped cream, but I would get him a little. Oh, my gosh. He was my baby. And it's not like you had a bag or a purse that you put him in, but you might as well have because you carried well. around. You I carried did. him around everywhere. I you loved cuddled him that dog. so much. And I think that was just... Uh, like the thing that I said earlier, right? You you go into this cycle of living a certain way or whatever, of like living that paycheck to paycheck life, and you know, all, and all of a sudden you just have this moment where you're like rage, and oh, you, you just like ah, and you just like go crazy, and you like you are swiping like crazy. I had that moment where I was like in rage, or I was like, I want to buy everything. I just want to buy something. I want to be in control. And this was the thing that I wanted to control. So we had less than a thousand dollars to our name. We spent 600 on a dog. And then of course you got to buy a crate and you got to buy the food and you got to get the pet insurance and you got to get all the vet shots. And yep. I mean, we were quickly looking at like a hundred bucks in our bank account. We got paid the next week. I wasn't that bad. It was still pretty bad. It though. was still pretty bad that I did that. That's probably yes, the lowest we've ever seen. Our accounts, a hundred percent, yes. But it was, it was definitely fatigue. Like looking back on it, I'm like, oh no. If I was coaching myself, I'd be like, honey, why don't you wait? And the puppy, there will be other puppies. So wait. I don't know that that describes stagnation to me. Like, I think it does because that created a stagnant. Like, yeah, we might have had a puppy that we after took care that, of. The stagnation came. So what but I'm saying is, we were crazy intense about paying off the student loans we had some rash decisions after the fact because we got a taste of that freedom but then i don't feel like we took any steps i feel like we got very comfortable in that apartment that we were renting we had the dog that's what we wanted that like we we achieved that dream yes we had this dream of being debt free and having a puppy yes and we accomplished the dream and then what and then we became stagnant. stagnant i agree Right. I agree. So there was, I'd say at least a year or plus where we just kind of went day to day. Like this yeah. is just what we did. Mm-hmm. We taught our dog new tricks. Yep. Right. That's where we put our time and our energy. I agree. I agree with you there that it became after that, after that, it was just kind of like, yeah, we're just focusing on like filling up the, 
emergency fund and, and we're but I don't working, even feel like we, we were intense stopped. about that we were not intense about it we were very stagnant about that we were like eh, every once in a while and work like we didn't do as many jobs we really just enjoyed our comfortable right but we weren't we were becoming complacent there is a difference between saying man we've worked really hard i'm just going to take a little bit of a break i'm going to take a vacation whatever but once we stopped dreaming bigger once we stopped like working towards that i would definitely say like that's when the stagnation occurred um but then it, it got turned on and where we were like wait a minute hold on we, we want to buy dream. a house mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then that's when that's when the wheels got turning again for us so we started to learn right we started yeah. to research the housing market and the costs and the prices and we started to figure out ways that we could cut our expenses and we got motivated and yeah. we decided to do something crazy and we moved in with our in-laws yeah. for 10 months. We lived with your family for 10, for 10 months, long, excruciating, <laughs> exhausting, more words, more synonyms that rhyme with that. Not even rhyme. They could, Our, but just like, I love my in-laws. They're not, they're not outlaws, but I also love my freedom. Yes. Just as you did when we were debt free and we tasted freedom, like living on my own with you, I say on my own, living together, yeah, having that freedom, yeah, that's man, that's, that's creme de la creme, like that creme is beautiful. Right. So having to go back to being under parent control almost, I know they weren't. Controlling we weren't. Us, they but were you not know what controlling I mean. at all. They were very, very just cordial. Being in, it was. You knew you were in their space. Understood. Yes, we knew we were in their space. It was uncomfortable, but, but it, that uncom that discomfort created the motivation, the discipline to get out, to get out <laughs> the, like it was no joke. Okay. I had a contract with my dad. I said, dad, we are going to be out in less than a year. We want this house. That is the goal. We are working as hard as we can to get there. And that ignited, like I said, the, the continuous, like the goals. Once we had a set clear goal and we were laser focused, there was nothing that could stop us. We worked so hard. We had, that's when we got the additional jobs and we went back to some of those other things we did. We tutored like crazy. Um, we still had fun though. We went to Disney for the first time while we were in, in 2016. It. We, and we, I took you to a playoff game. Remember I took you to yeah, an we went NFL to see the game? Packers and the Redskins. Um, Packers so won. yeah. So we went to an NFL game his first one that he Excuse went me, to. Excuse me, sorry. Commanders. They're the commanders now. <laughs> that might have been offensive. Um, you're right. You're right. Um, but yes, they have changed their name. So we went there and we did a lot of really amazing things with our friends and all that stuff. So we still did stuff, but we were still very focused on those big goals of like, we have to get this down payment so that we can find the house of our dreams, which is what we're in right now. Which is what we did. And then I would argue that after we met that next goal, which was to buy our first home together... I would say that after we had our firstborn, Sophia, we became stagnant again, uh -huh. right? It was kind of this moment where, okay, we met the goal. We, we've got the house, you know, we've got our daughter. She's here. She's beautiful. She's perfect. And we're kind of just living life going day by day. I was teaching, you were teaching. Then you decided to be home with LuLaRoe, right? Yeah. But we were stagnant. And then something shifted and you caught fire with this passion to be in the financial realm and to help people mm -hmm. with their finances. Exactly. And since then, <laughs> I feel like we've been on this. And constant, now you've been just constantly learning and learning. And yes. Learning, right. Which goes to this continuous learning goes back to the main point ever since 
And I wouldn't say that like we didn't have when we bought this house, we had the dream of of renting. We had the dream of using it as an investment property. We didn't want to get a house that was the top of our range of what we could get for our loan. We wanted to get something that was on the lower end so that we could constantly have space that if I wanted to stay home or if he wanted to change careers, if I wanted to whatever we wanted to do, we could do that. And that's really what we wanted. We wanted to be able to afford ourselves space um, and room to breathe in, in, any, in any and all aspects. Um, people thought we were crazy that we didn't get a single family or a townhome or something bigger. But I was like, no, we're, we're, this is literally an investment move. It's not really a, a lifestyle move. It's an investment move. Um, and I feel like that we knew that, but we didn't necessarily know how it was going to get done, but we did talk about it. I will say like, we did have some sort of like goal where I was like, we're going to pay this off. It says 15 years, but we're going to pay it off in seven. Like that was like something that we were like already gung ho about. But and I would say the first like four years we were like putting extra payments towards it. After that, it slowed down. But that was okay though. Like we did, a, I think we did a really good job no matter what. I think. And there I don't are know, reasons for that that I won't things, go into now. Yeah. But I would also say you mentioned this, but last year there was some stagnation in your business because of your mindset, right? Correct. Which brings it all back to just continuously learn, right? When you were in that low mindset and we were in that slow point with your business and with everything, what did we decide to do? In that time, we read all the books that we're talking about today, all the books that we've read before that we've talked about with reference starter books in our podcast before in episodes. That's literally what we did. We read nonstop. Right. Since last summer, there's at least 12 books that I believe you and I have both checked mm-hmm. off that's on my phone. And you're reading one now, and I'm about to order another one yeah. that we just got from our financial advisor, our ex financial advisor. She's amazing. She's incredible, though. She's wonderful. Amy Scott. So, we constantly learned, right? We we're constantly reading books. We're, I read some relationship books as well. We both went to therapy at different times. So like there's things that we're doing mm-hmm. to have something pouring into us. It's important to always have something pouring into you. If you're not continuously learning, if you're not growing, you're, you're plateauing, plateauing, right? You're just staying stagnant. You're staying the same, okay? Yeah. We so don't true. want that for you. You don't want that for you. No. And once you recognize, you might not even recognize you're being stagnant until you actually think about it and you're going, man, I said that I had this dream of doing X, Y, and Z like three years ago, five years ago, and I'm still here. What happened? Right. When you not, when you start noticing that it took you this long and you're now recognizing that you haven't really moved at all in the past five years, that's when it's a telltale sign that you need to start dreaming again you can't stay stagnant. And I think that was one thing that got us back into the continuous learning is that we never stopped talking about dreams. Even if they were outlandish, we kept talking about desires and dreams for our future. Right. The very obvious answer to how to avoid stagnation is to keep moving. Mm -hmm. Right. But if you reflect on your situation and what your dreams and your goals were for yourself, if you've not accomplished them, or if you're still not there, then clearly you're not moving. Yeah. So what can you do today to move? Yeah. How are you going to move that needle? How are you going to get closer to those dreams and goals, closer than you were for the last five years, mm-hmm. right? How can you learn more today, right? Maybe it is 
you know, researching different financial strategies. Maybe it is looking at different investment opportunities. Maybe it is looking at industry trends. Maybe it is reading books. Maybe it is going to courses or seminars, having conversations with experts, right? That's something that we did. We met with financial coaches. We talked to real estate investors, right? Taylor, we talked yep. to investors like Marissa, like we talked to different people, different experts in the field to get their insight, to find out what we should do to move the needle. Exactly. And from when we do that, that's when we start recognizing and creating more concrete, clear goals for our future. Mm. Continuously learn, guys. That's how, it's, that's how you're going to help yourself get through that stagnation. I'm saying first two tips and... it's We're going on an hour, y'all. So if you're... <laughs> this is good stuff. It is good right? stuff. It's important. <laughs> Because if you're not... Every tip is going to be 45 minutes. Hey, Get ready for fine. eight episodes. Eight episodes of avoiding <laughs> stagnation. I just, it's so important. Like I want you to reach your dreams. I want you to reach your goals. And this is how you're going to do it. Mm -hmm. Right? Setting clear, realistic, achievable, attainable goals and learning. Mm -hmm. You have to have that growth mindset. You cannot plateau. It's, it's, you will not grow. Hey, hey guys, this is Kim Graham, co-host of the Affluent Marriage Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed your episode so far. And I know that you're like, wait, hold on. There's more here. And there is. It's in the next episode. <laughs> we hope that you guys are going to join us over there. And in the meantime, if you're waiting, join us on Instagram at the Affluent Marriage Pod because we'd love to connect with you, converse with you. We want you guys to message us, see how you're doing and how you're enjoying the podcast. We want to hear all of those things and we cannot wait to help you live in love and walk in wealth in the next episode. See you guys soon.